0: Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at ChoiceClassicRadio.com.
1: The F.W. Fitch Company presents Dick Powell as Private Detective Richard Rogue. In Rogue's Gallery.
0: Rogue speaking. Well, tonight we meet a sort of an unusual girl. Her name is Muriel, and she's quite a personality. The name of the story is Murder with Muriel. But before we get into our story, here's Jim Doyle, the man from the Fitch Company.
1: Are you looking for a smooth shave, men? then try Fitch's No Brush Shaving Cream. It'll give you the kind of shave you want because 40 years of experience have gone into the making of this product. Fitch's No Brush contains a special skin conditioner ingredient that takes the work out of shaving. You won't have to struggle and scrape against stubborn whiskers because the skin conditioner prepares your face beforehand. It holds the whiskers up so your razor can zip them down closely and quickly. Even against the grain of a tough beard, your razor will glide swiftly, never nicking or scraping. Fitch's No Brush is a boon to sensitive faces because it lubricates gently, keeping that tender skin from being irritated. After this quick, easy shave, your skin will feel cool and refreshed, wonderfully smooth. And if you prefer a lather cream, try Fitch's Brush Cream. It forms a rich, abundant lather when applied with a brush. This lather stays moist all during the shave. Fitch's Brush Cream also contains the special skin conditioner for sensitive faces. Fitch's Brush and Fitch's No Brush Shaving Cream are available in handy 25 and 50 cent sizes. For a shave you like, switch to Fitch. Thank you,
0: Jim. Now I'd like to tell my story.
1: Okay, here's Dick Powell as Private Detective Richard Rogue in another personally conducted tour through... Rogue's Gallery. I was sitting at
0: my junior executive type desk one day a few months ago, trying to get a studious gander at the racing form for the next day. I had planned to attend and contribute a quick 48 bucks outside to the improvement of the breed of thoroughbreds racing at the track. 48 bucks, that's uh, six across the board. Eight races, six eights. That's right, uh, 48. Well, anyway, I was working on a case for an insurance company... And they'd assigned a big company detective with his brains and his feet to help me. His real job was to watch me. And he did. His girl was mad at him, and he spent all his time writing torchy poetry to her. I didn't mind that. But the big goon read it to me. That made it personal.
2: Hey, listen to this one, will you, Rogie? Oh no, I'm busy. Can't you see, Joe? <laughs> This'll put her in her place. Listen. Gee, Cupid Stupid. His daughter in my heart, I trusted. Now, my heart's busted. He sent me an Aphrodite, who's awful flighty. Don't trust Cupid. He's stupid. <laughs> That's a tell. ain't it? I'm gonna send it to Rose special delivery. Hmm. That ought
0: to bring her right back to you, with a club in her hand. Why don't you give the dame up, Joe? Oh,
2: you don't understand, Rogie. I love her. Oh.
0: I'm looking for Richard Rogue. Yeah? What do you want? I've got a message for you. I want to talk to you. uh, Privately. Okay, okay. Come on in here. Look, I'm a busy guy today. What do you want? What's your name? I'm Joe Layton. Have you had a letter from Duke Dickerson? No. You know him, don't you? Well enough to lend him money. that answer your question? Well, he needs some dough. Tough. He still owes me. He's got some stashed in a tin box out in the valley. He wants it. He wants us to get it for him. Go on. He's planted the dough out in the valley. Yeah? Get to the point. Well, uh,
1: he's mailed half of a map to me and the other half to you. A map showing just where the dough is buried. We're to go get it together. I get the twenty-five hundred he owes me and you get the hundred he owes you plus a thousand for the job. And Duke gets the rest.
0: Okay? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. I'll take a drive out into the valley for eleven 1, hundred skins any time. But I haven't got the map yet. Well, he mailed it day before yesterday. It should be here. Well, it isn't. Drop around about noon tomorrow. Maybe it'll come in the morning mail. The
1: Duke needs the dough pretty bad. He's got himself in a bit of a jam in Kansas City. We'll get that dough tomorrow, eh? Huh? <laughs>
0: There's something about money I like. I think maybe it's the feeling of power it gives me when the rent is paid. Anyway, this uh, this spook shoved off and I went back into the outer office where Joe Black was poisoned penning some more poetry. The phone rang and I thought twice before I answered it. It was almost six o'clock and I had plans for that evening. But then I finally gave in to its yammering. Rogue Detective, Richard Rogue speaking.
3: Hello, Mr. Rogue. I must see you right away.
0: Hmm, sorry.
3: It's a matter of life and death, Mr. Rogue. I'm afraid.
0: What's the matter? What's your name?
3: Muriel Scott, please come to the Rialto Theater. I can't be seen talking to you. I'm in the aisle seat, center aisle, three rows down from the rear of the theater. On the right-hand side of the center aisle. The seat next to mine is vacant. Please meet me there as soon as possible. Please, hurry.
0: Okay, wait there. Who was that, Rogie? Oh, now look, Blackie, it was
2: private business. Why don't you run along home now and get some rest? Oh, no. The boss told me to stick with you. And that's what I'm going to do. You're tricky, you know. We don't trust you. Oh, look, I... Oh, hello. What are you doing
0: here, Urban? Just dropped in to ask you a few questions, Rogue. Good evening, Lieutenant Urban. Hello, Blackie. Go wait in the hall. I want to talk with the Rogue. Yes, sir. Huh now, what's on your mind? You know a guy by the name of Leighton, Joe Layton? Hmm, huh. name sounds familiar. Why? He just left here, didn't he? Well, he's been here. What's that to you? what do he want to see you about? Well, I don't see how that could possibly affect you, old man. Came to see me on private business. That's all the talking I'm going to do. How'd you know he was here, anyway? I just took a card off him. He had your name and address on it. What did he want to see you about, Rogue? He didn't mention your name. How come he shaking Joe Layton down? Is he pinched? No, no, he isn't in any trouble with the police, Rogie. I picked him up about a block from here a while ago. He'd been robbed and murdered. Well, this was a fine time for Joe Layton to get dead. Just when he meant 1,100 bucks to me. I went down to the morgue with Urban to look at the body. What I really went for it was a quick look through his personal effects. There was no sign of half a map. That's all I wanted to know. Urban put me on the fire for a while, trying to get me to tell him all I knew about Layton, but I didn't crack, and I left. About 10.30 to drive back to my office. My shadow blackie was right behind me. When I walked into the office, the phone was ringing. Rogue Detectives, Richard Rogue speaking.
3: Richard. You didn't come to the theater.
0: Oh, I'm uh, I'm sorry, Muriel. Something else came up that demanded my immediate attention. But I, I must
3: see you right away. It's a matter of life or death.
0: Uh, but I can't.
3: There's, there's a $500 fee waiting here for you for just a few minutes' work. Please, Mr. Rogue.
0: Huh? Oh, where are you?
3: I'm at the Shady Glade Motel out in the valley. You know where it is?
0: Oh, sure, sure. I've passed it a thousand times.
3: Will you come right out? Please. Cabin number four.
0: Uh, you say there's $500 waiting there for me? You got it there?
3: Yes. Please hurry. I'm frightened to death.
0: Well, I just had 1,100 skin shot out from under me, and I decided I couldn't afford to be too temperamental about a sure 500. So I ran down the stairs to my car and took off for the Shady Glade Motel and the lady with the seductive voice. It was a long drive from my office, and I spent my time trying to figure out how I was going to get in touch with Duke Dickinson and deal myself back in on that buried treasure deal. I couldn't tell whether Blackie had managed to tail me on this trip or not. There was so much traffic on the pass. Well, uh, anyway, I pulled up at the Shady Glade and knocked at the door of cabin number four.
3: You're Mr. Rogue? Yeah? Come in.
0: Well, uh get it off your chest, lady.
3: Please, sit down.
0: Okay, but uh I'm in a kind of a hurry. Let's make this as brief as possible.
3: All right. Would you care for a drink?
0: I'd love one. But look, you were tearing your hair out a half hour ago. I got here as soon as I could by breaking a few speed laws. Now, before we get social, what's the deal?
3: I'm in trouble, Mr. Rogue. I'll take it from
0: here, Muriel. Huh? Oh, oh, a reception committee with artillery, huh? Well, how about giving me a quick rundown on what's the deal? What do you want from me? You know a man by the name of
3: Joe Layton?
0: Yeah, I knew him. And I know what happened to him. You wouldn't want it to happen to you,
3: would you?
0: I don't insist on it. Get out of here, Muriel. I'll stay. Get into the other room. Go on. All right, chap. All right now, Rogue. Let's get down to business. You had company today, didn't you? Layton was up to see you. That's right. Everybody seems to know that. What do you mean? Well, the cops came to see me later. Took me down for a little questioning. You see, they knew Leighton called on me, too. hmm. Yeah. When you shook him down for that map, you should have taken that card with my name and address off of him. Man, he can't think of everything. I want your half of that map, Rogue. I don't have it. Don't lie to me, Rogue. Just give me your half of the map. I don't have it. But even if I did, name me a reason why I should give it to you. Where is it? I don't have it! That's all I know. I'll give you $5,000 for it, Rogue. Huh? <laughs> Why should I sell it to you? I had to kill a man for half that map. I don't want to have to kill you
2: unless it's absolutely necessary, Rogue.
0: Believe me, I hope it won't come to that. Now, look, pretty boy. I don't have the letter, and killing the year keeping me here won't make you much of a score. Where is the letter? Why should I tell you? Ah, Let's face it, chum. Is no... it in your office? I haven't received it yet. It'll probably be in the morning's mail tomorrow. This is not getting anybody someplace. I'll do the worrying about that. Yeah. Well, while you're worrying, take a look behind you. You got company. Oh no, no! I'm surprised that you try to run that old bluff like that on me. <laughs> you think it's a bluff? Hey, Blackie.
3: Drop that gun, Mister. I couldn't miss it from here.
0: You better drop it, pretty boy. My friend Joe Black is a very nervous type. Yeah. Drop it. Okay. Now, oh, that's a nice guy. Look, Blackie, I'll hold a gun on this citizen. There's a girl in the bedroom. Go get her. All right, Rogie. What are you going to do with me, Rogue? I haven't made any plans yet. you will be taken care of. Don't worry. Why don't we keep this to ourselves, Rogue? There's plenty... Hey, Rogue,
2: there's no game in here. What? The window's open, and she's gone. I, I heard a car pull away just as I came in here. Oh, that's fine. That's great. Well, well, it isn't my fault, Rogie. I, I did what you told me to, and...
0: Muriel got away, huh?
2: That's right. She got away.
0: But we've still got the main attraction. That's you. Look, Rogue. there's no reason why we can't make a deal. I'm perfectly willing to cut you in for half the money. Ah, how big of you. You have to watch those generous impulses, Shep. Next thing you know, you'll be giving away the sleeves out of your vest. Hey, Blackie, uh, Yeah. You just declared yourself in on five bills, okay? Sure. What do I do? Shake him down. I want half of a hand-drawn map. There's no point in us working against each other, Roe. Shut up. Here.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll get it for you. Keep your hands away from your pockets. Yeah,
2: just keep them up in the air and I won't have to break your thick skull. Uh, toss me his wallet, Blackie. Uh, quit squirming, uh, you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there. there you are, Rogie. And a nice wallet it is, too. Uh, uh, maybe you'll let me have it, huh, Rogie? Uh, after you've taken him, map out, of course.
0: <laughs> That's what I love about you, Blackie. You have such big ideas. Ah, well, quite a bit of dough here. And a driver's license. Glad to see that you're a law-abiding citizen, Chef. Oh, now, here it is. A little piece of paper worth 25 grand. Now, look, Rogue. suppose I work with you. Just cut me in for five grand. A little late for that, Chef. Blackie. Yeah? I'm afraid our friend Shep might be a burden uh, You'd better put him to sleep for a
2: while uh, You mean like this? Oh, You're so enthusiastic, Blackie Now let's get him tied up and
0: slip him under a bed until we need him again, shall we? Of course
2: uh, Hey, uh, hadn't we better call in the cops, Rogie?
0: Well, I didn't want the cops in on this deal yet They get so inquisitive about murders. I knew that chef was as safe as a royal flush against three deuces. So I left him there all tied up like a bow tie. I gave Blackie the slip and went to my apartment to get a little sleep. I opened the door and walked in... into a surprise party. Hello, Rogie. Where you been? What are you doing in my apartment, Urban? Waiting for you to get home. You got a warrant? Oh, now, Rogie, are we going to get technical? What do you want? You decided to tell me what you know about the killing of uh, Joe Layton? No. You might be making a mistake, Rogue. You know, sometimes you need a guy like me. What are you working on? I don't report to you, Irvin. Go away. I've known you for a long time, Rogie. You're declaring yourself in on Layton's murder. I don't think you did it, but uh, I think you know more than you're talking. Now, look, I've got a stake in this case. If I crack it, I'll let you know in time to get your picture in the papers. Will you settle for that? You're on the level, aren't you, Rogie? Well, you know I am. I've worked with you this way before, haven't I? Have I ever given you a bump pitch? No. Good night, Lieutenant. Good night, Richard. You have any ideas of slipping me a double cross, Rogie? Forget it. I've got a cell waiting for you, and I'm not above framing you. Remember that. I knew Urban wasn't kidding. And I had an impulse to call him back and tell him about the murder I had put away for him in that motel. But I thought better of it. As the door closed behind Urban, I heard another door open behind me.
3: Hello, Mr. Rogue.
0: Muriel. Why, honey, this is... Put up your lift. hands, sir.
3: Huh? I'm going to get that map if I have to kill you. <laughs>
1: We'll return to our story in just a moment. But first, I'd like to tell you that glamorous women the country over are using Fitch's Saponified Shampoo for greater hair beauty. Here's what lovely Bess Meyerson, recently awarded the title of Miss America of 1945, told us in an interview.
3: A long time ago, I discovered that part of being beautiful was being clean. So I keep my hair clean by shampooing it as often as I feel it needs it. I use Fitch's Saponified Shampoo Because it does not dry my hair or make it difficult to manage, no matter how often I shampoo it.
1: Yes, beautiful women everywhere use Fitch's Saponified Shampoo. It does not dry the hair because it's made from mild vegetable and coconut oils. Even in hard water, it gives lots of rich, fragrant lather. It cleanses efficiently and gently. And here's a feature all women will cheer. Fitch's Saponified Shampoo contains its own patented rinsing agent. This rinsing agent works with the plain rinse water to make your hair sparkling clean. No particles are left to dim the luster and highlights of the hair. Best of all, you won't need to bother with a special after rinse. Give your hair a treat. Use Fitch's Saponified Shampoo. You can get a professional application at your beauty or barber shop or ask for an economical bottle at your drug counter. Richard Rogue is involved in an affair concerning $25,000 in buried treasure. There's a girl in the affair named Muriel Scott. And right this minute, the lovely Muriel is an uninvited guest in Rogue's apartment, where she's holding Rogue at the end of a forty-five automatic. I love girls,
0: especially girls with Muriel's gifts. She had the kind of a figure that you'd like to add to your income tax. And a little baby face that maybe want to hold her on my lap and tell her a story. But that gun changed everything. It ruined the intimate, romantic atmosphere that I would prefer.
3: Take your revolver out of the holster and drop it. Come on, I know how to use this gun.
0: Okay, okay.
3: <coughs> now back away from us.
0: You know, uh, I have a strange feeling that you've lived through this before.
3: I have. Keep backing. Okay.
0: Mm.
3: Now what? Sit down
0: thanks. How'd you get in here?
3: Through the window. Through one of the escapes. <coughs> now, what time is the first mail delivery at your office in the morning? Oh, it's about 9.30. I heard you tell Shep that the map would be there in that mail.
0: I'm expecting it.
3: Good. I'll get it then. What did you do with Shep? He's okay. Is he in jail?
0: No, he isn't. I want my hands on that dough before I yell for the cops.
3: Uh-huh. I want my hands on that dough, too, and I'm going to get them there.
0: Are you uh comfortable?
3: Yeah, don't worry about me.
0: Look, baby, I, I want some coffee. How about you?
3: Just stay where you are.
0: Oh, but look, beautiful. It's only 11.30. It's ten hours before the mail arrives.
3: I can stay awake ten hours at $2,500 an hour. Easy.
0: Mm. Ah, it's too bad you're so hard to get along with a oh, very beautiful
3: day, you know it? I know it. Just keep your seat, Mr. Rogue.
0: I don't know whether you're going to like coffee the way I make it or not, Muriel. It'll be all right. Are you sure you don't want me to hold the gun while you make
3: coffee? Go ahead, make the coffee and stop talking.
0: Uh, okay, okay, beautiful. Yeah, but you'd better listen to my proposition. Ah, we could do a lot together with 25 grand. Ever been to Rio? More toast?
3: Thanks, Reggie. You know, you make pretty good coffee.
0: And you make pretty good toast, Angel. Lots of butter. Did you know that costs
3: points? We won't need them in Rio, will we?
0: No. (laughs) Ah, We're going to make beautiful music together, baby. You know it? How did you ever get mixed up in a deal like this anyway?
3: Oh, he came through Pittsburgh.
0: Hmm. I know the town well.
3: You spent a lot of money on me, and I thought I was living.
0: Ah, you're too nice a girl to go around pointing guns at people. What did you do with that cannon, anyway?
3: I left it on the kitchen table. Oh.
0: You comfortable? Uh
3: huh. A few more hours, and you can go. Pick up that money, huh, baby?
0: Yeah. 25 grand.
3: You know something, honey? What? I can just barely remember Shank.
0: That's nine o'clock, honey. Let's get going, shall we?
3: We'll, we'll just about make it, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that map's in the morning mail, don't you?
0: Well, it will be. Don't worry. Come on, I'll help you with your coat. Mm-hmm. Hey, would you get it? It's a nice mink.
3: Shep stole it for me. He was a petty larceny guy, wasn't he?
0: Ah, let's not think about him, Angel. Come on. We're on our way to the office and that letter. And Rio? Could be. we're here. Now, you stay in the car. I don't know whether there'll be any cops up there or not. And if I'm not back in five minutes, shove off. And I'll meet you in the lobby of the Hotel Bellevue in an hour. No,
3: oh? You're not going to take me to the office with you? No. Then leave me the half of the map you took from ship. I want to know you're coming back.
0: Oh, sure. Sure, baby. Here you are. Now, are you happy? Yes,
3: I'm happy. Hurry, though, will you?
0: I'll be back in a minute, beautiful. If I'm not, remember what I told you to do, huh?
3: I'll be in the lobby of the Bellevue if you aren't back in five minutes, right?
0: If that letter was in my office, I had this case whipped like Simon LeGree had Uncle Tom. Then my wishbone was in my throat as I rode up to my office. The elevator had always seemed slow, but this morning it seemed to be going backwards. With just a few more breaks now, I'd be back at home, home base, like the 3rd Fleet. I walked into the office and there sat my shot of Joe Black. I pitched him some fast double talk about ditching him last night, ran through the mail, found the letter from Duke Dickinson with a map. While I was jumping up and down and clapping my hands, I told Blackie what I wanted him to do. And then Muriel and I took off for the treasure hunt with a spade.
3: Are you sure this is the right path?
0: Sure. I got the map right here, haven't I? Look, uh look up ahead. There's the big rock he's got on. See?
3: Uh-huh.
0: Uh There's the tree. Look, Rogie. Oh, the gun. You put it back.
3: If you have any plans about taking this money yourself.
0: Oh, will you cut it out? Put that rock back. I just want in your you to know I've still
3: now. got it and I can oh. use it.
0: Oh, but look, baby. Remember me.
3: Oh I suppose I'm a chump. I'll put the gun away. Just for you. You big, handsome cutthroat.
0: Well, I paced off the location of that hidden treasure, just like it said on the map. Feeling a little like Captain John Silver as I did it. And then I exposed my poor, aching back to the unaccustomed labor of making a hole in the ground with a spade. I will never be a fan of digging. I like my spades five at a time. Preferably running from the ace down to the ten with a lot of dough in the middle of the table instead of in the middle of the pasture. But I dug.
3: Are you you sure you're digging in the right place?
0: Sure. Decided it on that tree and that big rock. And if that petty lucency crook of a Duke Dickerson thinks this is funny, I'll first hit... meet Hey. Hey, hey, pay dirt. Hear it?
3: Yes. Hurry, Rogie. Dig it out.
0: What, do you want this shovel? I'm digging as fast as I can.
2: There it is. See the top of it?
3: Be there. Be there. Twenty-five thousand.
0: Well, baby, there it is. Twenty-five grand. You want to count it?
3: Let me have it, Rogie.
0: Here, baby, you, you take care of it for a while, huh? Put it in your bag and let's get back to town and celebrate, beautiful.
3: All right.
2: Just hold that Both of you hold it. Hey, hey, what is this? Set up! Give me your bag, lady. Come on, lady. I don't want to have to shoot any holes in that pretty dress you're wearing. Come on, give me that bag. No, I won't. <laughs> Next time I slap you with this rod. Now, give me that bag. Get your hands away from that coat there, mister. Thanks. Now, oh. March. You look familiar to me, tough stuff, yeah? Maybe I'd better put you away, huh? Hmm.
0: Duke Dickinson must have sent out a bulletin to all his friends. Shut up. Lay down on
2: your faces, both of you. Now! Shut up, lady! I just shot a couple of holes in your tires, that's all. Now, just take it easy and don't move until I'm out of here. Thanks for the dough.
0: Come on in of the office, baby. Now, buck up and stop crying.
3: I don't suppose you're pay any attention to me now that the money's gone? you probably forget me as soon as you can.
0: Oh, baby. Oh, hi, Urban. Hello, Rogue.
3: Who's this? A cop. What's he doing here?
0: He's here after you, baby. Oh,
3: oh Richard. He wouldn't turn me into the... Hate to
0: interrupt, but uh, what's the score, Rogue? Uh, this little girl helped to kill Joe Layton. The guy who worked with her is under the bed at cabin number four at the Shady Glade Motel.
3: How could you do this to me? After all the things you said and... It's...
0: Well, it's... It's uh, not easy. But you see, baby, I don't approve of murder. Especially not in this neighborhood. Gives a block a bad name.
3: Oh, no. No, Richard.
0: Better take her away, Urban, before I take her away from you. She's a beautiful girl, isn't she?
3: Richard. Oh, Richard. Richard. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's the story. Of course, you recognize my old friend Joe Black as a hold-up man. You see, I figured that when Muriel and Shep on trial, I would have less explaining to do if they thought some stranger had finally come up with the 25 grand. I gave Joe his 500 like I said I would. He beefed a little, but he took it. And then I took the 100 Duke owed me and 1,000 for the job that was agreed on, and... Then I took the $2,500 that Joe Layton was supposed to get and sent it to Muriel's mother. Layton didn't have any use for it in no the morgue. And I sent the rest to Duke in Kansas City. Made a nice score altogether, but oh, I still wake up in the middle of the night when I dream of Rio and Muriel and that trip we were going to take. The money's spent, but the dreams linger on. They're wonderful. This is Dick Powell again, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you noticed that I didn't get hit on the head in tonight's story. It was nice for a change. I hope you like the yarn. Ray Buffum wrote it. Lee Stevens composed and conducted the music. And Dee Engelbach produced and directed. I want to remind you to make a date with us the next Thursday night. We're going to get mixed up in a strange affair about a photograph. We call it Photo Finish. Be on hand for the developing, will you. Thanks for listening to Good Night All. Now here's Jim Doyle.
1: Don't forget to tune in again next Thursday, same time, same station, when you'll again hear Dick Powell as Richard Rogue in Rogue's Gallery. Remember, if dandruff is your problem, ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo. Removes dandruff the first time it is used. Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo is the only shampoo whose guaranteed to remove dandruff is backed by one of the world's largest insurance companies. This statement can be made by no other shampoo. Ask for Fitch's Dandruff Remover Shampoo at your drug counter, barber, or beauty shop. Fitch is spelled
2: F-I-T-C-H.